Welcome to The Wrap, a weekly podcast covering women's sports news. Mills, what have we got this week? This week, Tia Claire Toomey won her fifth consecutive CrossFit Games title. The AFLW draft took place and a standalone season for the NRLW has been confirmed. For our key story, we'll look at one of the biggest stories of the Olympics, the Simone Biles withdrawal. But first, let's take a look around the grounds. Last Tuesday night, the 2021 AFLW draft took place where number one pick Charlie Rowbottom was snapped up by the Gold Coast Suns. Rowbottom joins the likes of Isabel Huntington from the Bulldogs, Ellie McKenzie at Richmond, Nina Morrison of Geelong and Gabby Newton Bulldogs, as well as Nicola Barr from GWS as players to earn the prestigious honour of the top pick. Rowbottom, the sister of Sydney AFL player James, made the surprise move of nominating Queensland as her state of choice rather than her home state, Victoria. The 18-year-old is a tall, strong midfielder who can also drift forward and impact the scoreboard, averaging 17 touches and kicking 10 goals with the Oakley Chargers this year. Another notable first for the Melbourne Demons was their first father-daughter pick, Georgia Campbell, the daughter of former Demon and Bulldog Adrian, will join the club for the 2021-22 NAB AFL Women's Campaign after Melbourne matched opposition bids on Thursday. In CrossFit news, Tia Claire Toomey is now the most dominant CrossFitter ever with the most individual event wins and record equaling fifth title. Now, Chloe, you know, I am very obsessed with CrossFit. Um, I'm a huge fan of Tia Claire Toomey. So this is her fifth consecutive title. Um, She's the first ever female to reach this milestone. She joins her former training partner and really close friend, Matt Fraser, as the only two athletes to ever reach this milestone. Um, And she actually is now, they call her the most dominant because she also has now won the most individual event wins across her career with um, I believe it's now 30 or 31. She hit that milestone in um, the final events um, over the weekend, which is huge. She's just above the pack and it's honestly just incredible to watch seeing I've been watching her since she got silver now six years ago and, and seeing that hunger grow in her to, to get that gold. And then she's just maintained that for the last five years. The, the question, I guess, on everyone's mind was, will she retire now like Matt Fraser did last year after he had won five titles? I had this kind of gut feeling that she'd want to one-up Matt because he is her close friend. So I feel like she'd want to one-up. But when she was asked about it, she goes, I'm going to go and do the bobsled at the Winter Olympics. She's trying to qualify for Australia in that. Oh, so she's still doing that. Yeah, so that's Sick. her plan is to go now go train for that and qualify for the Winter Olympics, Mm -hmm. then compete in the Rogue Invitational and qualify for the Games and do it all over again. And that's what she said. And it's just phenomenal. And she's the most humble person ever. Your bestie. I wish. (laughs) Tia, if you ever listen to this, come on the podcast. (laughs) In Rugby League, the NRL has made a call on the 2021 NRLW season amid growing COVID-19 concerns in New South Wales and now Queensland. The comp, which was due to run alongside the final rounds of the men's comp and finals, will now be a standalone tournament after having the start date pushed back to the start of October. The competition will run for six weeks, with teams playing each other once before the top two sides advance to play for the premiership in a standalone NRLW grand final on the first weekend in November. All six squads should be able to begin training on August 30 with a four-week preseason before another week's preparation leading into their opening round clashes. I love this. I actually got to go and watch a couple of NRLW games last year and a few of my Aussie Sevens teammates made the transition during COVID to go and play a bit of league and they absolutely shredded. They killed it. They did. They did great. 
Um, but we watched this game and it was before one of the men's games and the men's game was pretty much sold out. So it was so hard for us to even get tickets. It was technically a double header, but people couldn't get tickets just to watch the women's game because the men's game was already sold out. So I absolutely love that they've created this as a standalone. I think women's rugby league draws in its own fans. It's creating new fans of the game. Absolutely. NRLW grand final is going to be epic on as a standalone event. I can't wait to watch. Me too. And in netball, the Suncorp Super Netball was thrown into disarray last week uh, when state lockdowns and reclassifications of close contacts forced the competition to move games to during the week in an effort to complete what has been a fantastic season. The top four teams currently have the Giants leading, followed by Fever, then the Swifts and Lightning. However, the big mover over the last week was the Collingwood Magpies, who are currently looming in fifth position and one game outside of the top four. So the Collingwood Magpies took on, at the time, the second place Swifts last Tuesday, which saw the Magpies cause an upset winning 75 to 68. The Swifts heading into the game with our head coach, Bryony Akel, where a combination of turnovers and nine out of 18 missed super shots proved costly. The Magpies were accurate in front of goal with a 97% shooting accuracy, had more rebounds, less turnovers, and won three out of four quarters, which all led to victory. Following this match, the Magpies added to their streak by defeating the Firebirds 66 to 59. In some more positive news, the netball has been given exemption to play in Queensland despite the lockdown in progress. We will continue. I also love this because people have talked about how the rugby league the whole time has been allowed been allowed to go ahead and the netball has kind of got screwed around with all these different lockdowns. So I love that they've been given the green light to keep going. Women's sports needs more green lights. Yeah. Exactly. It's Olympics time again, Mills. My favorite time of the week. What a week it's been. <laughs> what a week. Um, I thought we could do a bit of a high low hero situation. Yeah, I like that. Have you I've have you got a high and a low and a hero from the past week of oh. Olympics glory? It's it probably describes the the emotions that I've felt this week because I think I think because we've been watching so much of it, um, and I think a lot of Australia will feel that you ride the highs and the lows that the athletes are feeling and how they go. But okay, if I have to pick one, Jess Fox is my high. That was the most incredible moment. I bawled my eyes out when she won gold. Mm -hmm. I got to speak with Jess after the race, after she had um, gone through all her drug testing and all the fun things that you have to do after you win a a medal. Um, And the joy on her face, it was so great to see. She has worked so hard for this gold and Obviously, everyone knew that she was chasing that gold after London and Rio. Um, so that 100% has to be my high. I feel like it was probably a high for Australia that week. I feel like mm-hmm. everyone everyone ru- like ran that journey with her that week and, um, and, and rode that high with her on, on Thursday night when she took out the gold. So that would have to be my high. Mm-hmm. And probably my low would have to be the hockey ruse losing against uh, India in the quarterfinals. That was yeah. really heartbreaking to watch. I think um, they'd had such a stellar run those first mm. five games that they won. Yeah, they were five and five oh. games. Like it was, oh, it was really, really tough to see. Um, I can't imagine what that must feel like for the girls. Um, they had, but like, I just want to say a huge congratulations to them. They all played an incredible campaign there over there in Tokyo and um, an unfortunate ending to it. Oh yeah. I just felt, I felt that loss of them. You saw it on their face and I I think it was, Mm. um, yeah, heartbreaking for them. Yeah. I think we've obviously chatted a few times on the wrap about what these girls have gone through 
um, from the whole organization and team process and rebuilding that culture and the fact that they were able to bounce back and go five and zero to start off their Olympic campaign. I just, I really, I feel absolutely devastated for them. Yeah. And then jumping into my hero. Oh, this is so hard. Oh, that's hard. That's, that's so, so hard. hard. How am I meant to pick one? I like can <laughs> just like Aussie women be my heroes. Yes, yes, they can. It's so hard. I could probably list a lot of the swimmers and and even Jess Fox and a lot of our other female athletes. But you know who I'd have to say? Probably Emily Seabom. I think she nice. I she is such a stellar athlete, and she's been around the game for a long time, similar to Kate Campbell. And she's got a lot of grace about her and she just, Mm. the way she, there's a beautiful photo circling on Instagram at the moment when Kaylee's really, really young. She's probably like eight or nine and um, she's getting a photo with Emily Seabom, who's like her hero in backstroke and to see them competing on in the race together. And there was a really beautiful moment when Emily Seabom asked Kaylee if she could present her with her gold medal when they're on the podium. Um, And Although she, you know, it, it could have been like this sore loss that she, you know, she got, she didn't win the race, but she took it in her stride and she was so proud for her fellow teammate. It was just beautiful to watch. It's like the relationship between that Dolphins team. Yeah. It's just great. to. It's just really beautiful to watch. Um, and yeah, I think she's a, an incredible athlete and she did really well this week. Yeah. It was really cool watching the team dynamic for athletes who are part of such an individual sport. It was very cool to see the way that the Australian um, swimming team were all backing each other. Some very cool moments there. Yeah, definitely. Over to you. Okay. I'm going to start with my low because that then led into my high. So my low was probably quite obvious. Um, My Aussie sevens team going down to Fiji in the quarterfinals. Mm. um, That that was tough. So they lost 14-12. It was a super close game. And I was actually live on radio as it happened. And I just could not believe, like I just was in shock. And I was trying to get these words out while I was watching this vision of my teammates absolutely heartbroken. And I just kept thinking about like the past 18 months and how mentally and physically demanding it has been to rock up to training every day when we had no idea whether the Olympics were even going to go ahead. Yeah. You just had to put yourself in this mindset where it was like, well, I don't want to rock up to the Olympics and and think that I could have done more because I was like just coasting because I thought maybe they were going to be cancelled. Like we had to rock up every single day and just put ourselves in such a challenging situation. And that's just all I could think about watching the tears stream down my t- teammates' faces. And I, after I was on the radio, I got into my car and I just absolutely started bawling because I just felt so, so upset for them. And, and then come the emotions of not actually being there and going through that process and whew, a lot, a lot, lots of emotion this week. I feel quite, quite emotionally drained actually after those few days. Yeah, I bet. But into my high, I got home, I'm sitting on the couch, the Matildas, that <laughs> game was epic. To score two goals in extra time is insane. And then Great Britain came back with another goal and I was like, it feels like it just goes so slowly, the time. It's just like, come on. And then you don't want any injury time and you're like, oh, please hurry up. Oh, they were just exceptional. I absolutely loved that. That was phenomenal. So cool. Um, And then my hero, also a swimming one. They deserve it, these girls. Um, Watching Kate Campbell in that final leg of the four by 100 meter medley relay. I like cried the whole time watching her because I felt, I think seeing her after she'd won her, won her bronze earlier that week and how she talked about this journey that she'd been on. And after Rio, there was so much pressure on her and and she didn't achieve what she wanted to achieve. And then she had to take time off because she was so mentally drained to see the way she's come back and the way that she just like 
finished for that team to win a gold medal. I just was, it was beautiful. It was one of the most phenomenal swims I've ever seen. It was such an incredible race. And the footage of her when she, there's a great aerial shot of her when she's touched the wall and she looks up to the girls and she's just looking up and she's in just soaking it in what's just happened. The fact that they've just won gold in it. And it was I think it uh, encapsulated her emotions in the moment of just like this utter relief, but also so so much joy and and so many other emotions I'm sure she would be feeling in that moment. It was incredible. Mm -hmm. So, so good. Loved it. Let's take a look at the key story. Simone Biles, the goat of gymnastics. I'm just going to quickly read a couple of things about her before we get into this story because she's insane. So she came into the Tokyo Olympics as the most decorated athlete in her sport with a combined total of 31 Olympic and world championship medals. She was the first woman to win five world all-around titles, the first woman to win three world balance beam titles, the first woman to win five world floor exercise titles. She's been named as the most dominant athlete of the year by ESPN. She's been known, named as Associated Press Female Athlete of the Year back in 2016. This list, The list is huge. I couldn't fit it all in. But taking her goatness aside, Mills, can you tell us what happened earlier this week in Tokyo? Yes. So after a stumble during the first rotation of Tuesday's team gymnastics final, Simone Biles withdrew from the Knights competition as the US's gold medal level domination in the event came to a close. The revered gymnast, who medaled five times in the 2016 Summer Games in Rio, had planned to do a Yurichenko vault with two and a half twists, but only completed one and a half landing with a large step. Biles left the arena with a trainer and returned in a tracksuit before representatives from the USA Gymnastics informed the media of her withdrawal. Huge news. Mm, it blew up. It blew up. And it, whenever things like this happen, it's always interesting going straight to the comments on social media because there's mm-hmm. such a response. Same thing happened with Naomi, Naomi Osaka when she pulled out of the French Open. The comment section is often wild. Sometimes you don't want to put yourself through reading it because it's quite... Mm. Um, Oh, it's quite aggravating seeing some of the comments. Um, yeah. I'll just read some of the comments. Choke. The great, great athletes do not choke and quit under pressure, one person posted. You want to blame your failures on mental health. Ha, 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 ha. You're no goat. F off. Wrote another. Whoa. So this onslaught was after Simone had already confessed that she felt the weight of the world on her shoulders after reading her social media feed. Chloe, tell us a little bit more about this. Yeah, so then she responded, which I'm like, good on you, girl, that you kind of came back and and shut down all the haters because she actually described that she had something that they call in gymnastics the twisties. I'd never heard of these. I just like eating them from a packet. So it's a mental block that can cause gymnasts to lose control of their bodies midair. So she actually posted videos onto her story of her doing like trial runs and she kept stacking it. I don't think stacking is the right word, but whatever they call that in gymnastics, she couldn't land because – She talked about it being such a crazy feeling where you didn't have control over your body. She said she's in the air and she didn't have any idea about where or how she was going to land or what she was going to land on her head, her hands, her feet or her back. She said, it's honestly petrifying trying to do a skill, but not having your mind and your body in sync. 10 out of 10 do not recommend. So at the end of the day, this is a huge welfare issue. Like if you're, the trick she does it, insane. They're out of this world. Absolutely crazy. And she's put that, she's prioritized her mental health and her physical well-being as well. And what I loved is is she talked about 
the positive side of things. Obviously, you've covered there the, the people that were hating and saying really horrible things, but I love that she's been able to take – oh, my gosh, Justin Bieber did a post about it. It was beautiful, backing backing Simone Biles all the way. I love you, JB. Bless him. <laughs> but she said, the outpouring of love and support I've received has made me realize I'm more than my accomplishments and gymnastics, which I never truly believed before. How powerful is that? That is, And it's almost heartbreaking to think that she has felt that she's so defined mm. by her sport. Mm-hmm. But I hope this is a really good moment for her in her career, like a kind of a, a pinnacle moment. Oh, I've got, I've got one more quote because I read this and I feel like some people listening might just need to hear this because I read this and I was like, mm, yeah, that hit me. I, I like that one. So it's we have to protect our minds and our bodies and not just go out and do what the world wants us to do because I love that. Like she's the best gymnast in the world and she's obviously talking about the Olympics. But you know what? I think sometimes we also need to do the same thing. 100%. Let's take a look at what to watch. Well, we've still got the Olympics to go. We've got another week and I'm so excited. I'm still obsessed with the Olympics. The swimming is wrapped. It's sad. I'm sad about that. So swimming is done, obviously. Swimming wrapped on Sunday um, and athletics kicked off. So that's another huge one with a, um, a lot of other Aussie athletes competing in the athletics. We've got more diving to come. We've got... I love diving. Everything. We've got finals coming up for a lot of team sports. It's incredible. How good. Stay up to date on our Instagram. We've got you covered for daily schedules, results, medals, all the good stuff at the Female Athlete Project. Check it out. And that's a wrap. How bloody good. How good. See you next week, Mills. See you then. Bye. Bye.